This is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. So this week I've got one of my best fishing buddies here with me. He's probably one of the best bluegill fishermen in his age class. And uh, he also happens to be my son. Rylan, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Um, I'm four. Yeah? And um I'm really good at fishing and duck hunting and and deer hunting and um Who taught you everything you know? My dad taught me everything I know and I always keep my barber in f- as long as I tell I catch a fish when I'm fishing, and when I, and when I hunt for deer, I always be quiet. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I I be quiet when we're hunting for for ducks and coots. Yeah. Did you get any coots this year? Yes. You shot a coot. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? Oh, I remember. I was there. Yeah. So what's what's your favorite fishing bait? Um, worms. Worms. Because it usually I, I usually catch a lot of fish on it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how do you know when you caught a fish? The bobber has to sink underwater. It goes all the way under. Yeah. And then what do you do? Then you roll it in and jerk it. There you go. So how many fish do you think you catch in a day at your secret fishing spot? Um, uh, a lot. A lot? How many is a lot? <laughs> like a, a bunch. Like a hundred? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah? So uh, how many deer did you see this year while you were deer hunting? Um, one doe. One doe with me. How many did you see with Grandpa? Hmm, I think I saw two does. Two does with Grandpa? I think. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite tree stand to hunt out of? The the the, the new one that The Twisted Pine? Me. The Twisted Pine, because me and Grandpa always see deer there. Yeah? And does. Yeah? Tell us a story about uh, that doe that we shot together this year. So... We all shot the doe, me and my dad, I mean, and we we um, had to walk really far to get it, and we didn't know where it is. How did we find her? Finding the blood in the bloody water. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of went down and crossed over the creek down there. She went about 60 yards off in the woods. She went sixty yards out, out in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, you can have a turn now. 
I can have a turn now? Oh, thank you. What do you want me to talk about? I don't know. You don't know? Well, you're the star of the show. You didn't, you didn't even tell any of your coot shooting stories. Okay. Okay. No? Yeah, it's okay. You don't want to tell your coot shooting stories? No. Because you were just napping in a duck blind? No. No. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, folks. You heard it from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ryland Krebs, the the best bluegill fisherman around. And uh, that'll be it. Yeah. That'll be it today. All right. You want to say bye to everybody? Bye, everybody. All right. Well, we're back. First podcast recorded in what will be the studio. Yeah? Yeah. In progress. Yeah. In progress. We got a, a sound curtain up. Yeah. That's about uh, it. We got a couple of signs. <laughs> uh well, we got the signs, but they're sitting on the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we still got to build a table. Get We're, all the Williams junk out of here. Williams too. junk? Boy, you brought this okay. live-edge Two pieces table. of wood. You have a whole entire thing of hunting gear. Yeah, that's... that's boxes. That's decor. Exactly. You have way to organize it. it better if that's it, decor. It looks, yeah. It looks like course. a pile of crap right now. <laughs> <laughs> the box over here... Is oh, that's the sound panels, the uh, acoustic panels, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're doing a really good job right now since all the acoustic paneling is in the box, perfect, not on the wall, yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. We're gonna get there. Uh, we got part of it up. I'll be honest, it took you, us though. four hours today, but we got part of it up. <laughs> yeah, we hung the the, acoust- the sound curtain, the acoustic curtain behind me, uh, even, even just sitting right here. With a curtain up is a long, long ways from where we started. Oh, dude, absolutely. <laughs> in, in in your mother-in-law's driveway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or just sitting by the fire with a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, how of, of the three of us here tonight, which one of you would have thought a year ago that we, we were, this time last year, we were what? We, we had to be, had to have been recording, uh, Episode five, right around the episode five, where we did the uh, the, the that, Pittman Robertson Dingle oh, Johnson yeah, yeah, act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was by Mom and Dad's fire pit. Yep, yeah. But that was a really good episode, <clears throat> nonetheless. Yeah. But it would have been right around this time frame. So, but how would you would you have thought a year ago now we would be where we are here, sitting here? I didn't even think we'd still be recording. We to have faith, bro. Yeah, thanks for the faith, brother. Yeah. I, I figured it has been, oh, nobody's listening to us, but somebody did. Somebody did. Yeah, Plenty I, of people I, do. I actually boosted that crawfish boil post today. I was like, oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to see what happens. Speaking of the crawfish boil, you know, I mean, if you're not on the Facebook page, you might as well get on there. Yeah. And, you know, uh, if you like the podcast and you and enjoy the Facebook page, come out uh, to the crawfish boil. Uh, I think uh, is is Dylan gonna try to make it for Dylan or? will be there. Dylan's already bought tickets, so, so uh, the entire Under Pressure Outdoors crew is gonna be there. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be a good time. And, you know, come the, out, say hello, eat you some crawfish. One of my big, we're going to try and get some green peanuts and make some boiled peanuts, yeah. too. Ooh, Me so. and Briar were talking about that today. That's a good idea. Run your yeah. boat down to Wakava to it. That was one thing that I really wanted to make sure that we could do uh, with this whole crawfish bowl thing was to try and have it on the Wakava River, the St. John's River, so that, because there's been how many mud roads get canceled this year due to COVID? Yeah. Are they still doing the Orange Lake mud run? No, that would have already been... That would have already happened? What's would have been last weekend. Oh, man. President's Day weekend? They canceled yeah. it? Yeah. Dang, no. That's rough. I wanted to go. I... Yeah, I was looking forward to it. What did uh, you and Briar had something? There was coinciding things that were going to happen. You guys were going to go somewhere, and me and Matt, or me and Briar were going to go, and you and Matt were going to go somewhere. Two different things we had to do. I don't remember. I don't remember at all. Man, we've been so busy. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, you know, run your mud boat down to Wakava. Yes. I mean, there's... Yeah. You really... I, I don't know if you really need a mud boat, but I mean, bring your boat no. up. If you, can, you, if just, you think your boat can yeah. make it down there. Just don't put your uh, 20-foot... You know, bow rider in and think you're gonna be able to run. I think I, I think you have to be under forty or something. I don't know what the horsepower limit is, but it no, can't, ca- no, Wakaba. no can, cabin cruisers. Yeah, cannot yeah. be a deep drafting boat. Yeah, it's got to be a fairly shallow boat. So, my thing was I wanted to have it out there so that those guys have been missing out on those mud runs. I mean, I know a lot of people do that. Could get out there and run their mud boats to the crawfish boil, and we I mean, were able to make that happen. Yeah. yeah, I mean so, tickets are only what fifteen dollars for yeah. an adult. I mean, fifteen that's, bucks for that's pretty cheap. And I mean, what would you go to a restaurant and buy crawfish for? If you oh would, man, probably that just for one serving. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're gonna have plenty, I imagine. There's gonna yeah. be uh, crawfish and uh, all kinds of good eatings and whatever you want to bring to drink. I'm yeah. sure I'll buy a bunch of water and keep it in the cooler. Yeah, I'll probably bring water. Um, and some beverages for myself, but maybe a few. I'm running the boat though, so I really don't want to Yeah. Don't yeah, I'm mean, doing I'm, none of that. Yeah. No. I'll be driving a couple my of truck, them. but I'll be there all day long from sunrise till I still think we should run your the party's done. John boat down the Wakaba. Get after it. What you do I'm what, not running what, just your well, what you do for your <laughs> boat is you take you go there, you set up early. And then you run the boat down, and you have the boat. You go around, and then you drop the boat in the water just so you can run the boat around. How far is that run from? It's good ways. Yeah. Uh, looking on the map, it looks like it's a good little run. It's not horrible, I don't think. Yeah. Where are you going to put in and run from? High banks. Yeah, the river. Where's that? St. John's. Um, it's it's, uh, it's on what's the that, What's that dang? Uh, is it the Swamp House? No. Um, maybe it is Swamp House. That restaurant right there, uh, just out of Deland. You talking about where the drawbridge is? No, no, no. No, that's it's way that too far It's that restaurant that's down on the river where Mom and Dad used to sing karaoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is Swamp House. Yeah, I know you're talking about. That yeah. little dirt ramp right there? It's not a dirt ramp. It's a concrete ramp. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we've been putting in a nice Oh, ramp? yeah. I know where you're putting in at. Yep. Put in right there, and you run maybe a half a mile south on St. John's, and then the Wakaiva dumps out right there, and you just 
put it in there and peel off down through there. For your boat's sake, I hope that's not all idle zone. I know the state. There's John's a tad bit. That. There's a tad, <laughs> yeah. There's a tad bit of idle zone there. It's weird because like I've gone there before, and then it's idle zone, and then I come out next time. I'm like, that that sign was idle zone last time. <laughs> it is not an idle zone sign now. I mean, you do what you gotta do. Yeah. So it'll idle. It has idled this season so far. It's just extremely slow when it idles. Look, if you want to win a race against Jordan's boat, just do it at an idle. Yeah. Do it in an idle zone. Yeah. You'll smoke him in an idle zone. But I got my little 12 foot John boat with my 99 four stroke yammer hammer. She's a bad son of a gun. Yeah. She scoots. Hey, but you know what? It might be a 12-foot John boat, but it's got Millennium seats in it. Yeah. That's all that matters. Seats are worth more than the boat. <laughs> Comfort. <laughs> I don't know about that. He could probably sell the boat itself, including the trailer. Yeah. For more than... With like, the setup the setup I've got, the way I've got it set up right now, I could probably get a pretty good penny for it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I did a pretty good job. Made it nice and clean. And yeah, it looks good. I do think it needs that bracing, though, like we talked. Yeah, it might could use a little bracing. Definitely. So what I did was <clears throat> I took the middle seat out of my John boat. And the way I did that was I drilled out all the rivets and then put pop rivets back in there. But before I put the pop rivets in, I heavily coated them in JB Weld and then slid them back in there, popped them in place so that they won't vibrate loose. Those jokers are in there, not a drip of water i filled it i filled that john boat up put it up on saw horses four yeah. saw horses you know saw horse about every foot or so through the middle filled it up with water and let it sit for day and a half not a drip not a drop not a drop leaked out you know i i do think without that bracing though you're going to end up with some rivets popping loose with the way that boat shakes and just as flimsy as it as it is we could put bracing in there. Wouldn't be That'd hard. That'd be easy, yeah. I think what's going to happen, I could, I could not literally, necessarily a rivet popping out, but you might end up with a crack. Yeah, well, I can put bracing in there the same way I put the the yeah the rivets in there. I just, just drill holes some, and put yeah. pop, pop rivets the bracing some, in. Like flat, yeah. flat aluminum. Yeah. Be easy. Well, drill was, drill but, another half-inch holes and put more half-inch pop rivets back in what there. What you do is you use angle and you do it like, Mm-mm. oops. Um, trying to see how to explain this to people that are listening because we're not on YouTube yet or anything. You yeah. you do them like across, like in Jordan's boat. You know how he's got those little braces that come down. Yeah, on the sides. You yeah, do something kind of like that to where it angles in, so you're not taking up a lot of space in the boat, but you still have the bracing in there. That was the plan. The whole point of taking the middle seat out was not to like create more space, yeah. but. When you take that middle seat out of that tiny little John boat, it makes it so much easier to stand up in it yeah. and walk around. Oh, yeah, because you, you don't have Dude, to you step have so over much more room in that boat. Well, you do have a lot more room, but you don't have to stand. You don't have to step over anything. Yeah. You can just stand up and walk from one end to the other. We need to figure out how. Or did I, did I sell both my. I did sell both my trolling motors. Never mind. <laughs> 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 well, we need to get you a little bow mount on there. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Well, but that again too. We talked about making a little um, 
platform for a bow mount motor. It, and it wouldn't be too bad. Uh, and nope. all you need is a little trolling motor. Bolt that yeah. sucker right on there. Put like a I would forty just, pound thrust. You could even you can even do a setup where you have a um, a transom mount. You can make it where I you said, have to set it up for a the, transom the mount. Gi- the Ginus do a transom mount like that all the time. Yeah. There's just a piece that bolts out to the front and then it flips back up. I mean, I see Ginus would transom mount troll motors on them all the time. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. And then you have the handle and you don't have to worry about a foot pedal. Yeah. Well, I kind of would like a foot pedal, actually. The only thing that's nice about a foot pedal, and a lot of people don't like them, and having had a trolling motor that ran only off a of foot pedal, I kind of understand. Because you can get on that foot pedal too hard and it swings. Jesus. By the way, we're getting used to our new uh, boom this, mics. This is, the first, this is the first one I've had with the boom mic. So... It swings the boat real bad. If you didn't know, now you know that Briar is animated with his hands when he talks, and he's over yeah. here just he just slapped pimp the crap, slap, yeah. yeah, pimp slapped that microphone. He's like, what? <laughs> when he came across but with his hand there, he swings it swings the front of that boat around quite a bit. And if you're up there, you kind of stumble and stuff. So I see kind of why, and a lot of people just don't like them. But I know why you want it. You want a hands free deal, man. I like. Well, it's not even the hands free thing, right? So my thought with the foot control trolling motor was that if you had a bow mount motor and I could drop it in, I could go back to my back seat with the foot pedal at my feet. Yeah. There. it control it from the back of the boat. If you had a long enough cord for it, yeah. You talk like that's an actually any kind of distance. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're <laughs> talking why. we're talking a distance of about five feet. Yeah. That That's why I like, I mean, you know, we talk foot control, but I, I like the iPilots for, for I, my I, boat. I because love my I can, iPilot. I can stand on my, well, I don't have one yet, but when we finish up a polling platform for my boat, I can stand on the polling platform and still control the trolling motor up front. I'm uh, not putting an iPilot yeah. <laughs> on a boat that's as thick as a beer can. <laughs> well, see, that's what, what I, I like about mine my is like, like, I can, like when me and you went fishing, I could be standing in the back of the boat controlling the trolling motor, and he's fishing off the front. Right. You know. But it's not always good for the other person that's not controlling the trolling motor. No, I mean, that. <laughs> he who controls the trolling motor is the man who catches the most fish. Yeah. No. Because he, he or positions himself for the best <laughs> cast. All right? And it, if, at, that, at that point, you are at the mercy of the dude who's tr- controlling the trolling motor. Because it used to be. Whoever was on the front of the boat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I remember when Dad had that Key West, and you could get on the front of the boat, and you control the trolling motor, and he'd get stuck on the back. Well, now he's got that dang iPilot trolling motor, so you'll jump up to the front of the boat out of habit, thinking you're going to fish good. Next thing you know, you're facing... You're, you were throwing at docks a minute ago, and now you're facing out to the middle of the lake, and he's standing on the back of the boat throwing at docks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll just spin the boat around and fish off the back. But it is nice having that remote. But at the same time, it's a whole other ball game learning how to basically drive your boat with a remote control. It is yeah. not easy. Oh, there, there are times Especially, where it's a massive pain in the butt. Especially you. if you're trying to fight current. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, and then, like, the way the way the trolling motor set up on my boat is it should be right over the point of the bow in the center of the boat. Well, mine's not necessarily in the center of the boat. So I think that can want you to drift to one side. Right. So, but, I mean, I deal with it. 
It's not very fun if there's a lot of traffic on the water and you're trying to fish. Yeah, like when you went and fished the Dora Canal Thursday. Yeah, and (laughs) I'm like, man, he's right. There's not going to be hardly any boats around. It's Thursday afternoon. Who's going to be out here? Wrong. Everybody in there. There was like four MLF guys at, at that ramp. I guess they were practicing or something. And then just, I mean, a ton of... Like pontoon boats, just riding around. They had the tour boat that was coming through there. <laughs> yeah, you're, dude, you're in like, and I'm up there in my mud boat jamming. You know, retirement I city. I had, there. yeah, I had well, little tunes going, and I was up fishing. You know, I mean, it was pretty windy Thursday, and he ended up with like a half day off. I was like, dude, you're gonna have to hit a spot. He he didn't want to go to the Dora Canal, or not the Dora Canal, but the the AB Canal, because he always goes in there and fishes. He's looking for another spot to go. I was like, well, it's really windy, so you need to almost need to fish a canal like that so that you can stay out of the wind and not get blown all over the place. You know where you need to go? Go to uh, where Evan's boat broke and then I broke pulling Evan back. Oh, yeah. But see, getting across that lake. It's not really, I mean, you know. It's not, not a far run there. from that boat ramp. No. And plus you can run the shore all the way there. Yeah. It just seemed really far because the one time we actually had to like travel the shoreline. Yeah. We were, we were pulling a broke down boat with a broke down boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't. It it the broke down. There the was pulling boat gasoline. was not broke down. There was gasoline pouring out of the carburetor. Oh, I forgot that I knocked that whole air. And filter. then you yeah. broke the the belt rope yep. about I'd say halfway back maybe. That's right. Yeah, we were pulling a broke down boat with a broke down boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get back. We get on the lake. Will's like, "Hey, where's your car? Where's your air filter?" I'm like. That's when we actually got out of the... We, we got, what, maybe halfway down that canal? Well, we'd run out of that no, back we, canal. Yeah, we where made we it all went. the way to the lake. Yeah, we ran back out into that lake. Yeah, whatever but, the name but, of the lake I mean, is. But I thought we realized he lost the the air filter somewhere on the canal. No. It was... It, yeah, we re, we were already out on, on the other little lake. Oh, that's right. We had just made it out. Yeah, and we were waiting on Evan. And to come out, and that's when we he realized that he lost the... Filter. I now have a spare air filter. So, yeah, it's good. Good thing you, you know. have two carburetors and two air filters. Maybe you should get two I have, spares. I have th- well, yeah, but <laughs> or maybe you should just go down to one uh, one carburetor and have two spares. At that rate, you yeah, can even have a spare really carburetor. Yeah. yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just gonna go to one carburetor, but that's not a cheap kit to buy. So, no, and I'm gonna have the hardest time on earth selling a dual carburetor kit because. Nobody wants them. They're not bad, but it's just keeping them in tune is the thing. Is they're always coming out of tune. What causes that? Vibration. Yeah. Vibration. I Lo- mean Loctite. That's a ton. Yeah, well, you, you don't want yeah. <laughs> you don't really put Loctite on a adjustment screw. I know. I was it was a joke, <laughs> people. Hang on. Here. <laughs> there. <All right. laughs> so that you, you know, I brought this up. We started playing with those buttons earlier before we started recording, and uh, they've always been there. But I just realized I was like, you know, because I've hit them before, and I'm like, why can't I ever hear anything? And then I realized the other night when I was messing with this, uh, we use a <clears throat> Zoom PodTrack P4. Yeah, and I had the volume for that turned, <laughs> turned all the way down. down. <laughs> That's why you couldn't hear, hear. it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's why that didn't work. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So I'm still kind of figuring this thing out, too, and it's a, 
it's really not even a super high tech piece of equipment. I'm just a super low tech dude. Yeah. Yeah. I That's the problem. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. They were talking about computers or something. <clears throat> no, like you're young, you should know computers. I said, listen, when when people started learning computers, I was too busy shooting lizards with a with a red rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I used a computer for was to burn CDs and destroy mom and dad's computer with LimeWire. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those and I was the, using LimeWire to burn the CDs. That was the day. Those were the days. You could get all that stuff on LimeWire. Man, I I need to try and look and see if I can find. I found a couple some of them old CDs I've got, and then when I found, you know, when you discovered the MP3 CD, oh yeah, where you could put like eighty songs on that sucker. <laughs> Those were the days. I still have some some CDs that say like my mix on them. I'm like, oh geez, these are gonna be these are gonna be bangers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a good CD, yeah, and it's gonna play for days. You're like, what was I, 10 when I made this? Yeah. Actually, this, yeah, I probably was 10 when I made yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the stereo that's in my shed has a Leonard, Leonard Skinner CD stuck in it. So It's not a bad thing to have stuck no. in there. Well, it's, I don't know that's that it's, one it's stuck not in stuck, there. actually. It's just the CD doesn't play radio, or the radio doesn't play like FM. So, And I only have my Leonard Skinner CD because I don't know where my fat binder of CDs went. There was I mean, a uh, what 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 album is it? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, as long as it's got like Sweet Home Alabama and it's got Freebird, Freebird, you're good to go. So uh, we hunted that property in Tennessee. The old man, Mister Junior, he had a uh, his hunting truck. He had a single cab, short bed F one fifty, and uh, it had a big old uh, Alabama A on the back. And I said to him one day, I said, oh, you Bama fan? He said, what? I said, that A on the back of your truck, big old Alabama A. He says, no, it came with the truck. <laughs> I just never peeled it off. I said, oh, okay. Well, that sucker had a CD player in it, and it had a the uh, Jerry Reed greatest hits. I was going to say, would it, have, nice. would it have George Jones in it? <laughs> no, Jerry Reed greatest hits stuck the in the CD player. Stuck in there. Stuck <laughs> in the CD player. And you couldn't get it out, but it didn't matter because that joker is a banger. There you go. <laughs> We're talking uh, Amos Moses. Ooh. And uh, East Mountain Down. Oh, yeah. And what's the one about the parrot? Oh, 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 man. I know the tune. Yeah. I can't I think of the name of it. I've heard it forever, so I can't think of it. But, yeah, that was it was on there, too. That that was a banger. And we, we would always, that was, we would, that's the truck we would use when we stack the cordwood in the, in, from the pile out back behind the barn and would bring it up into his garage we would use that truck and put the put the cordwood in there and then haul it up there he just told us to use his truck he didn't want us messing up our trucks and that was his trapping truck so he'd load up in that and whenever he ran trap lines he'd go run his trap lines in that truck little four-wheel drive short bed chevy or short bed ford pickup he'd drive that thing all over the property We'd be out there working, walked from the barn back there. Here he'd come back here in that old pickup truck. I mean, it was like an early 2000s model, so it wasn't old. I mean, if you were yeah. his age, you'd drive everywhere, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was funny. He'd either drive that or the tractor. If we weren't using the tractor, he'd drive the tractor down there to get us for something. And usually when he came down to find us, it was, become, it was because uh, Miss Loretta had made food, and she wouldn't let him eat it. Until, until we showed, yeah. Until we came up there to eat, 
So he'd come down there and get us. Come on, y'all. Supper's ready. And we go right back up there and start eating it. Four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it's supper time. It's supper time. But man, she'd always make us spread, son. He loved having us around. He said, "I." Yeah. He, he said, "I love it when y'all come over here and she gets to cooking." I said, "She don't cook like this for you when we're not here." He says, "No, she makes meat sandwiches." <laughs> <laughs> We'd come over there and she's gonna make supper for us. She'd make something, uh, like fried chicken and greens and bacon and then she'd make some country fried steak to go with it and some potatoes i mean a whole dang thanksgiving spread if you didn't like everything she made something you liked and you were going <laughs> to eat it there wasn't no question that yeah no you're gonna eat it no whether you liked it or not <laughs> yeah she was always cooking something and she's gonna make something of what she made you like but there was just so much food i'm like there's only three of us here <laughs> All right, so season's over. Ah, almost. Like, I mean, we still got turkey season. Squirrel season's still in right now. Yeah. Snipe season. Snipe season. Small game in general. Uh, crow season. I think crow season's still. Crows, crow goes till. They going into March, don't it? Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look at that. That mm. crow was pretty good. I know. I said we need to do some crow hunting. Yeah. That was that was pretty I tasty. I might know where to go. Yeah. I'd shoot them over water, but. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> where we had the the 2020 crow shoot. Yeah. yeah. It, was 20, it was 2020, wasn't it? We didn't actually shoot any crows, but. Yeah. That was before the Rona. Yeah. It was pre-Rona. Pre-Rona 2020. But. Yeah, because that was still in duck season last year. So, so wait, wait. So, not to uh, like get off on the coronavirus tangent, but when did it go from? Because everybody was calling it the coronavirus for a while, and then it all of a sudden it transitioned to the COVID, and everybody just started just calling it the COVID. You know what I'm saying? Common. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I still call it the Wuhan Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> the Wuhan Weezer. Uh, but. Anyway, season, man. We had, we didn't have a bad deer season. Mm-mm. How many did you get this year? Two? One. Two, one doe? No, wait. Yep, one. One doe? One I doe. shot two does. I hunted quite a bit. I, I actually hunted, deer hunted a lot more than I thought I was gonna. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. I, just, I actually hunted a lot in general more than I thought I was gonna hunt. Yeah. I had, I had planned to do a lot more duck hunting, but, uh. I don't know, just the time provided that I was able to get away. And I said, you know, if I get away to Georgia, I'm going to get away to Georgia. What happened? What happens to that every year? We plan to go off all all this crazy duck hunting adventure. I went on one. Yeah, you did all the way to Texas. (laughs) Yeah. You got lucky. Yeah. We're still talking about. What I mean is, like, we plan to go to all these different spots all over the state. And I thought, like, we had hit hit the ball off the tee. Uh, opening day that's opening prob- day that's the problem we were still playing t-ball <laughs> yeah yeah maybe <laughs> because you know we went out there we had a great morning um and i was like heck yeah and then we never went back i did and it was horrible it was not the same uh i mean i won't i wouldn't say go to the same spot but go back to the same area yeah try some of those different areas out i mean how how often do you guys go out and run 
uh, out there in the woods where you guys ran that day and waited, and we never went out there and hunted. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There yeah, was yeah. that. We found that good I spot mean, and never went and hunted it. I think. But we you know what? I talk about we hunting f- that spot every single we, year. We, we had found that one spot when we went. Me and you went and ran, and it lo- it was beautiful. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. It was a genuine pain to get back there, but it was. Yeah. Well, I can only imagine. You know, that being in the dark would compound that. Trying to find that place at four a.m. I don't think it would be bad. I really don't, because the trail was pretty defined. The trail, the you know, the bottom of the trail was filled with gunk. It was the trail itself was pretty defined. It was where you needed to turn. There was like there was a turn to go out into that open. Yeah. That's finding the right off trail to get back there would have been hard. Following that trail wouldn't have been bad. Yeah, I think this time of year though is the time of year where we need to go back there and and like as if we were going to hunt because it's still you know the birds are still here, especially with that storm they just had. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's the birds we were hunting there. Most of those would have been resident birds, anyways. Eh, Maybe, but now's the time of year where you go sit back there like you're going to hunt. And go, all right, are they going to come in or not? Because next season, go there. You know what I mean? If if you go yeah. there now and the birds are there, they're going to be there next season too. More than likely. Yeah. I mean, there's a yeah. good chance. I mean, if, if they're not right there, they, they may not be there on that day. Yeah. But That little pond that we I had mean, to wade back to. Yeah. Where I almost was, stepped on that gator. Yeah. That, uh, that was a huge gator too. Yeah. A total of like two foot. If <laughs> <laughs> He'd have poked a hole in your waders. Yeah. That'd have been sad. Good pair of waders down the drain. Yeah. yeah. Well, how'd you how'd you get a little leak in your waders? Huh? But we did Gator watch bit. we did watch a bunch of we sat back in the morning and watched a bunch of wood ducks fly over there and I looked on Onyx, I told Brower, I was like, They're coming here, dude. He was like, What? I this said, is they're where they're here. going. He's like, yeah. This is where they're going in this hole. I mean the problem with that spot is I don't know if we could access that Why if not? the water was down. Oh yeah, easy. I mean, you could we could walk out out there still. There was a small. All right. There it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like somebody playing a crappy trombone. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a small trail. That like uh, where you can tell it constantly flows through there. Yeah, part of that was. But, I mean, speaking of ducks and wood ducks, well, one thing before I get off on this tangent, we need to find another black belly whistling hole. Oh my whistling gosh, hole. dude! Yeah, for real. I was that, there somewhere. That's one thing that disappointed me about this season was no we really ducks. didn't find any whistlers. Yeah. We didn't get on too many other crazy species either. We shot some green wings. That was nice. I've never shot a green wing shot before. Shot a few teal. Um, some regansers opening morning. Yeah, Dad shot a good hooded drake. Yeah, I didn't manage to get that this year. The only one I saw was too late. You're going to have to sneak out of that pond one day. Off side of 441. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a ton of them there. That, I that by pond right there. I drove by there today. After I went to eat, and they were still out there. Oh, yeah. There's like 20 of them. Oh, yeah. The oh, ducks yeah. are still here. The ones that actually migrated down. Because I don't know if we got... 
Dude, we got we, a decent push, but I don't know if we got a full t- on. We got a serious push now after that storm that just. Oh hit. yeah, yeah. I think it's still snowing up there. Texas is starting to recover. Texas got it bad, man. Killed a lot of animals. Yeah, I, I was one. I mean, when I heard about it, I'm like, I wonder how many ducks that pushed down through Texas. There was uh, a or pushed uh, out. I saw somebody posting that there was snow in South Louisiana. No way. There was freaking snow in Mexico and Florida didn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is this? Like like you're thinking of that as a bad thing that we didn't get snow in Florida? I mean, that would have been kind of cool. I'm good. I had my share of snow. <laughs> Briar's scared of snow. Yeah. He's one of them people that freaks out over one inch of white stuff. Look at it this way, Briar. If it snows, you ain't got to worry about snakes. True. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to the, the we're talking the wood duck boxes. We're gonna be building some wood duck boxes. I know we're late as far as this year's breeding season goes. But uh had to get funds all in order and lined up and material resourced and so on and so forth. But we've got all that lined up. We're partnered up with the Florida chapter BHA and we're gonna try and put together probably close to fifty wood duck boxes. And they're going to go out across the state. And on top of that, so our our main goal is to go out and find, before we plant new duck boxes, we're going to find already existing duck boxes that need to be replaced. So if they've been partially destroyed or whatever, they're just too far gone. Now is there some that we can just replace parts on? Uh, I don't know. I think it would be better to replace the entire box. I'm just saying at the point that the roof is rotten. Yeah, you or, know, it, we're I gonna mean, have pre-built boxes. What, what you do is you have, you swap out box for box, and if there's anything salvageable on that box, we can maybe put together some more off of what it's sal- salvageable off the box. Yeah, right? those could probably be. Yeah, I'm down to do that. But what we can do too is, I mean, now we're at the time of year where you're seeing these boxes get used. So when you're out there on the water and you're watching those boxes, um, to make a mental note of boxes you see a hen coming and going from. And then after the breeding season, go back in there and replace the media. Yeah. yeah. Because it's going to need it in order to get used. If it got used this year, there's a good chance it's going to get used again next year, so on and so forth. So if we can go and uh, replace some of those boxes that got busted down and broken broken down, you know, that's what we want to do first. And then any boxes we can replace media in because media is cheap, we'll replace media. And then areas that need more boxes – or don't have boxes at all, we're going to put up some more boxes. Good that's deal. that's a big thing with wood, wood duck boxes is maintenance. And a lot of them don't get maintained. Yeah. And, and that's something easy you can do on your own, too. If you see, like if you're out this year, postseason, fishing, whatever, and you see a hen going in and out of a box, like you said, just make a mental note. If it's in good shape, we don't need to replace it. But after that breeding season, like Will said, you go in and you replace the media. If it doesn't have a predator guard, put a predator guard on it because that's gonna that's just gonna help young ducks survive and make right. it through from nesting to becoming an adult bird or help anyways. Yeah, right. That's the first step to success. It's keeping something out of the nest before they ever get a chance to hatch. And we need to get a push to ban wood ducks. All right, they already banned them. Yeah, but we need more banded wood ducks. Briar. I think it'd be cool to try and get in a, uh, try and get on some, banding some, get with somebody and try to go out and ban some. That'd be a cool trip. Maybe not wood ducks, 
period, but, you know. I mean, banned the Ducks at all. Yeah. We got a line on that. We can uh, can try and get in on that. I know what avenues or people to reach out to. So we can try and get out there and ban some ducks. That'd be sweet. Yeah. I know they banned them some in our area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we know that for a fact. 100% fact. So, just because... That lucky fellow there. Yeah. Briar's cousin managed <laughs> to squeeze off a banded drake, that, uh, banded hey. wood duck drake this year. I told him if it was banded, it's my boat, it's my band, but... <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Not real well. Yeah. So, but, regardless, we're going to get the wood duck boxes built and get those put out there. It's going to be sweet. And that's going to be a whole event in and of itself where you guys can come out and help us assemble the wood duck boxes. Yeah, so Bring gonna, your chitlins, too. Yeah, yeah, come out, bring kids, bring the whole family. We're going to um, cut them up here in at the house and pre-drill everything and then uh, we'll go through a step-by-step deal with everybody the day of on how to put them together then we'll go uh, do a tutorial on how to replace the media and then those boxes we assemble will go back to the members of here at Under Pressure Outdoors and a bunch of guys from BHA and we're going to take on the task of getting those placed in our waterways and maintaining them yeah. Now, if somebody uh, if somebody has the ability to put one out themselves that attends the event, are they going to be able to get a box to put it out themselves? Um, we haven't quite discussed that yet. So our biggest concern with the wood duck boxes is the fact that they continually get maintained because yeah. we don't want to put them out and then them just go to rot like too many wood duck boxes we already see on our waterways. So... Um, at this moment, I'm going to, I'm just going to say, I don't know. I don't know where we stand on how we're going to do that. So we'll see. I just feel like that's something people are going to want to do. I mean, that's something you can do on your own too. You don't necessarily have to do it with us. You can buy your own material. DU puts out the plans. Every, I, mean, I got an email the other day from DU that, you know, giving you wood duck box plans. That's the plans I use to make <clears throat> the cut list and all oh, that yeah. other stuff. So. I mean, it's it's relatively simple. Yeah, they're pretty easy. And I have no problem uh, giving up sources if you guys are wanting to buy materials to build wood duck boxes the day that I can tell you where I got everything. And you can, from the Predator Guards to the the lumber to the screws, mostly Lowe's. Uh, but the lumber, you got to kind of source that. It can be a little hard, especially if you're going to do it out of Cypress. They do. They want Cypress or Cedar? Either. Either. Beautiful. Oh, I try to do it nice think, and quick and crisp. Is that almost a tradition on this podcast? It's kind somebody of, opens a beer? It it has <laughs> kind of become a thing. But, you know, and that's the thing. It's going to, I mean, that's We want to put a kegerator in here so that we can put some quality beer. Yeah, but, you know, I think losing uh, doesn't mean you can't have cans still. No. Absolutely not. No. But also, you go from, like, right now we're just audio to once we get to studio, we're looking to do visual, too. So, yeah, Kegerator adds something we want to your put visual. The, we want to put the podcast up on YouTube as well. So. Yeah, it's going to be going up on YouTube once we get the studio finished off and you have something to look at. Back here something pretty, be... 
something pretty to look at other than our ugly mugs. Yeah, at the I would say because I ain't nothing pretty to look at. Neither <laughs> am I. But uh, yeah, we're, we'll get this whole area finished off, and then I'll get some cameras up. Excuse me, and we'll start uh, recording, video recording everything, and then when the podcast goes live on. Um, like Mondays with Apple Podcasts, it'll also go up on YouTube. Nice. So you can watch a video recording of it. I'm not big on doing a live video of the yeah. podcast. No, because then people can... Uh... Well, you get the podcast before the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I would say you yeah. get the podcast before. But, uh, I don't know, maybe we can start doing a... Then they actually get to see my ugly face. I know, it's kind of scary, isn't it? Well, it's it covered is. up a good bit with a beard, so... That's why I wear a beard and a hat and stuff. Yeah, I thought like you'd jump on this whole coronavirus face mask thing just to cover it up, make you look a little better. No, that's what the beard's for. <laughs> I don't need a face mask. I have a beard and a mustache. A mustache. That's like a filter. It is. <laughs> you know, they, there was an article that went out that a man's beard is like has more germs than like yeah. a dog's yeah. mouth or something. Yeah. They were talking about that. But that's, the... if you think about it, that's a good thing. That means all the stuff that would normally be going in my nose and my mouth is getting caught in my beard. Yeah. And not going in my nose and mouth. There you go. It's kind of weird though. I'm getting, I've let my mustache grow out and I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to get, yet? yeah, I'm still trying to get used to it getting in my mouth. You, no. Mm-mm. See, I, I got to trim mine to where I don't eat it. I mean, because what's going to happen is... It's not necessarily the, getting in my got, mouth, but it's like tickling my lip, You got and the, I'm just not used to it. The mustache gets long enough, and you're going to go to bite into a hamburger one day... And you're going to bite your mustache. And you're going to bite the mustache, and you're going to regret it. <laughs> Pull a little Experience. hair Experience. <laughs> I'm fixing to start twisting it up like, uh, who's mm-hmm. that? I'm your huckleberry. Oh, you going to have the curl? Yeah. Why you, not? Uh, mustache wax. Gotta I have didn't mustache say how. Wax. I said, why not? Mustache, but well, you need mustache wax. That really helps it keep the, the curl and it's it's almost like gel, but for your mustache. A little bit of Dapper Dan. Yeah, there you go. Old Dylan, he's a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He doesn't yeah. want no fop. He, he doesn't want no fop. <laughs> <laughs> but. Is that town a geographical oddity too? Yeah. <laughs> that was the greatest movie ever. I love that movie. It's it's really hard, I'm not gonna lie. Like Jordan was saying earlier before we started recording, when you're sitting here with these you got the boom mic, the boom arm with the mic right out in front of your face, it's really hard not to get right up in there. In constant sorrow all through his days. It's it's kinda hard. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> it's hard not to do that. It makes you just want to sing. We're going to sing yeah. into Will's can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you get me a good old, big old ravioli can, I'll stick it over top of that sucker and <laughs> go to town. Well, you know, we've had a pretty good season. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward yeah. to what spring holds. I'm not a huge turkey hunter, but we've got gobblers for garbage coming up, and I'm excited just to get out there and get wild and crazy with picking up trash i don't really know if i'm really gonna turkey on a whole lot I'm, i mean i'm just not a big turkey hunter i mean i'll get out and go uh for the gobblers and garbage i'm looking i'll probably forward. just mostly pick up trash yeah i'm looking forward to actually being in the woods getting into turkey hunting more yeah 
I, I could I could get into it. And I, I usually turkey hunt a little bit every year. But yeah. it's just not because, something I dive into like ducks or deer. No. Usually when turkey season is, I'm about ready to go bass fishing. Yeah. Well, you got bass season coming up. They're about yeah. good, you know. They're about to start spawning. Yeah. And then uh, it's getting warm down here, wanting to get back out on the salt water, fish the flats again. Yeah. And just get out in the boat. And yeah. Yeah. Get out and enjoy <clears> enjoy <throat> the real Florida, you know? Yeah. And then we like, got. We get out and we get to enjoy the Florida that everybody misses when they go to Disney. They come down, they yeah. just go to Disney. We got the Gambler 500 coming. That's going to be an awesome time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. What are, are we going to name that car? We never discussed this. <sighs> oh, that's right. Man, I don't even know where to start. Mm. I don't know. Honestly. You guys got any ideas? It's a it's a 2001. I don't know if I should say it on the podcast, but I got a name. <laughs> Throw it out there. Subaru Forester. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 2001. Look, yeah. It does start with an S, though. But look, so last Ends year, or last week, uh, what, I forgot the gentleman's name. What was his? Did we talk, spoke with last week from Gambler 500? Mike? Mike. Mike said devil's butthole on the podcast, so. Well, that's that's not exactly where I was going, but. Let which me was all right, but. It starts with an S and ends with an X. Oh, well, yeah. Shitbox. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Chris Hayes. Sorry. Chris. Not Mike. Yeah, sorry. Chris Hayes. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. That's nothing. I don't really want to name it that, though. Everybody's got one of those. Yeah. Nothing special. Got to be something special. Yeah. Like I said, it's a 2001 Subaru Forester. That's the mom machine. Yeah. The mom Forest. <laughs> Sally. Forest. <laughs> Why don't we call it the Jenny Three? Gen- yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Three. I like it. I'm down with it. But it is it is ungodly. If you guys saw the video up on our Facebook last week, that thing is fun. Yeah. She's, yeah. It's gonna uh, definitely not a pavement queen. Might no. have been at one time, but uh, not ain't no more. more. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be a trip. I'm looking forward to actually diving into this thing and getting some stuff done to it. I mean, I want to see it. It looks like a mom machine right now. It does. And I, I think the first thing to make it look less momish is bumpers. to get rid of that faded blue paint. Yeah. Bumpers. And bumpers, too. Bumpers. We need to get some rattle can. Start cutting some metal on it. Yeah. We need to get a bunch of primer. And that's what Matt can, paint. Matt can do. Primer that. gray. No, Matt can do that. Matt's got that paint booth. And it ah. is for priming. Well, let's that's what he was saying. He was saying put the exo cage on it. See, Matt put says. Put exo cage and bumper. Well, yeah, okay. I know. We Hold like on. Matt a lot. We really do. Matt says he's going to do a lot of stuff, but he doesn't quite come through. We'll get to all it. All the time. We'll get I mean, to he, there's probably a good chance he'll yeah. come through with this, but. We'll get to it. Anyways. So he was saying, put all the bumpers, exo cage, everything on it, tape everything off, and just prime the whole sucker. You can yeah. prime cage and every cage car and everything. But how are we going to get the primer under the cage? You just—it's on a gun. Turn the gun upside down. Yeah. 
I believe you. No, we'll you get don't. it enough. I can see the look on your face. You don't believe me. No, hey. I, I just I feel like it'd be better to prime the car. Why, why, why? <clears throat> the cage I, is not going to sit right up against the car. Well, yeah, no. I know that. You're gonna I understand that. Where you can get under it and paint. But I don't understand why we wouldn't prime and paint the car and prime and paint the cage separate because they're not going to be the same color. Because the cage, when you go to weld on it, you're going to ruin yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to ruin the paint and primer. And there's a possibility that the cage will be welded to the car in some spots. A big possibility. Fair I'm enough. pretty sure it's going to happen. The cage is going to be black, right? Yeah. We, we the could bumpers will be black. We could just throw like a, a drop cloth over the car itself. to. And the car is going to be green. Yeah. We're yeah. with green? It's going to be mean, son. OD green. OD. Yeah. Flat. We're going to paint a big red one on the hood? No, we're going to put the, the shark, uh, shark, shark teeth. Yeah. Shark oh. mouth. I was looking at it the other like day, the old, trying to figure the out where old fighter planes of World I think War II. We, we need a pinup on there somewhere, too, if we're doing that route. That'd be pretty cool to yeah. do it on the back doors. I mean, yeah. If anything, a sticker of some sort. I'm sure we could find somebody who would paint that for us. You know the chick sitting on the bomb? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. What we should do, though, is have the chick sitting on the Florida Gambler emblem. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the bomb. There you go. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't it? That would be sick. Yeah. Oh, man. It's getting crazy. Yeah, you guys are getting all the good stuff here before (laughs) it ever even happens. Yeah, we'll see if that ever actually happens. Yeah. The problem is, is getting all this done before the gambler. Oh, this this isn't all going to yeah. happen before the gambler. Yeah, no. The gambler's in April and it's We're February. shooting for shooting for cage and just and basic necessity. Well, cage, cage and necessity, but and tires, cage bumper, lift, and tires. Yeah, and a water pump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we that need... might have to go on before the bumper. That has to go on before <laughs> the bumper. Actually, yeah. So. Um, we're gonna have to fabricate a lift. They sell one, but I know we spoke about lifting from the bottom of the strut versus the top. If we lift from the bottom, unless we can find a company, if we lift from the bottom, we're probably gonna have to fabricate something. So what are we? How difficult are we thinking? I looked at it, and uh, it's not like where's like your average fifteen hundred truck or even your well. No, your 2500s don't have a, a strut. They have a, a torsion keys. But So like your average 1500 truck, your strut goes down to your A-arm, mm-hmm. and there's a flat spot where it mounts, and you can just put a spacer in there. But this one, like it has a little arm up off of your knuckle, and then it mounts to the strut. So we're going to have to find something to bolt into that arm and then bolt into the strut. I don't know how we're going to do it. We'll have to figure it out. We may end up having to lift it from the top of the strut, but we can look at it and figure out what we can do. Get the tire off of it and actually get a good look at it. Well, the reason we lift from the bottom of the strut is to make the tire clear the uh, strut the strut itself. Yeah. Because you lift from the top of the strut and the tire is no further from the strut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless we get some wheels that have some offset. I, I think, think we wheel still... spacers are going to be way cheaper than wheels with yeah. an offset. Yeah. Because offset wheels are uh, not cheap to begin with, and then the type of wheels we can get in that 5 by 100 well, pattern. I don't think it's a bad idea to look into what it takes and what it costs to, to re-drill a wheel, because you might be able to get a good set of... Used... Jeez. 
racetrack 44 man yeah yeah you might be able to get a uh a good used wheel jeep and be able to redrill it but it just depends on what it costs to redrill it right because you know obviously wheel spacer is going to be the cheapest route but wheel spacers are almost the most unsafe route as well yes <laughs> so yeah but repatterning wheels is is definitely the way to go because well in the research that i've done i've seen several people that have had jeep wheels repatterned to subaru that's probably the best option for us because they're both five lug. So. Yeah. Depends on what it cost is cost wise, though. Yeah, that's a big thing there. Is how much it costs to have that repattern. We got to see what kind of connections we can work. come up with, and somebody, somebody, we know somebody that has a connection that we can. Here's the thing: it's not so much as what it costs to get it repatterned, as it is what it costs us to get the wheels and tires. Yeah. If we get those cheap, we can spend more on the repatterning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could probably find a used set. 16's decent. Yeah. So. Tires may be a little different story. We may have to spend a little, because we need a good skinny. We need a skinniest tire we can. A tall skinny tire. Yeah, just for mm. clearance-wise. Yeah. Clear- I think it's going to turn a tall skinny tire a lot easier, too. I mean, it... <clears throat> I understand where you come from with this tall skinny, but I don't see that being any help in sand. Not worried about getting stuck. We're worried about <sighs> when not doubt. being able to turn. Yeah. Yeah, when in doubt, throttle out. A little more important. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have the wrong tire on and you do that in the sand, all you're going to do is dig and make things worse. All-terrains. Yeah, we're just going to run some all-terrains. We're not going to run mud tires. Because all-terrains are going to service better. If you look at the majority of the trail... Your your overall majority of your trail is not going to be. It it has to be a road that is suitable for vehicles, right? They yeah. they can't just take a trail and run it through the middle of the woods, right? They can't create their own trail, yeah. So they have to use already existing roads. Now they can find some roads that are nasty, devil's butthole, bad, unmaintained, right? Yeah, and they can you can go down those, right? But the rest of them are are already existing yeah. roads that there are using. routes around those right. bad trails though too yeah so i mean you think about take. you think about how the roads to the ocala national forest the majority of those in all terrain is just going to serve you better than a mud terrain will but yeah. how uh 457 used to be before yeah. they flattened it all out yeah i mean we hit that hole in your truck unintentionally right yeah we had no idea how bad it was <laughs> that wasn't even like, we weren't trying to get in. We just came up to it. And we're like, well, there's no way around it but to turn around and go back. So we're going to creep through it. And we started creeping, creeping, creeping. How big's the lift on your truck? I got a six-inch lift with 35s. And the water was on the bumper on the front. Easy. The, the water, at one point, was over the headlight. Yeah. <laughs> it went dark, and I got a little nervous. Because we were just dark. creeping. All of a sudden, it just goes, Boom. in front of the truck yeah. dropped. <laughs> Is that that and first? I was like, oh, no. The first one, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. were coming at it backwards going From the towards other end. Oh. 439. Yeah, there was no way around that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, my truck got through it. Yeah, we didn't get stuck. Yeah. But that was not something, you know, we just couldn't avoid that. Yeah. And that is one of those roads that is notorious for being really bad. <clears throat> but now the Forest Service has come through, and you could get a minivan down that joker just about. Except for that hole. 
No, I it's, saw it's a gone. picture. I saw that hole's gone now. Oh, yeah, yeah, they filled it's it gone. in. Jeez. Good this time. Oh man, gone. When I mean when I say you could drive a minivan through there, you could drive a minivan through there. Did you take the minivan through? No, there? no. <laughs> <laughs> did not. But. I did. Uh, I did know my limits with that van. It was did a rental, really? but it was also a minivan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it did make a trip to Georgia with a dang. Uh, P-Road layout boat layout boat strapped to the top of it yeah but I'll tell you this I thought that was kind of funny to see until me and dad stopped at Wendy's on the way up and there was a minivan in the parking lot with a John boat strapped to the top of it so (laughs) they had you there I can tell you we did get some weird looks coming down 75 people are like Driving past her. That's what happens so when you're like, in a, uh, like, look, a minivan a couple, to a yeah. redneck. Okay? Look, dude, it's a couple it's a couple dudes in a minivan with a P-Rail on top. Get over it, all right? Keep driving. Two okay. dudes, two dogs, P-Rail. Like, like I said, that's what happens when you rent a minivan to a redneck. Yeah. We're going to take full advantage of the mass amount of space. Yeah. You could have parked a stock pooler in the back of that thing. Yeah. Height-wise, I'm small like one. A, like a 250, like a recon. No, I think it's still, well... I'm telling you. You could have put a little kid's one in there. Well, yeah. You could put a kid's four wheeler in the back of Amanda's Tahoe. Not the same. It's still a minivan, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was sweet, though. It, uh, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good thing you don't have to drive it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Sat in my driveway most of the time, though. I think people are like, man, did he move out of there? <laughs> <laughs> and then they heard the mud boat crank up. Oh yeah. no, he's, no, still, he's there. still there. <laughs> we got to put a towing package on that Subaru. Oh, without a doubt, most definitely. It's gonna have a hitch on the front and the back. Me and Matt already talked about this. Yeah, so you can move a winch from the front to the back either way you yeah. needed to. Yeah, you can yeah. put that in the bumpers. On we the... need to find a cheap winch. Harbor Freight. That's what I was gonna say. Harbor Freight on sale. <clears throat> my dad said he'd give us one, but I'm like, no, keep your winch. Why? Huh? Yeah, why? why? Because he's going to use that. He needs that for his hot rod night screwing it up. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, I don't want to do yeah. that. That's like no. what he's winching the motor up with. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, I don't want to mess his stuff up. Yeah, I thought he just had one laying around the shop. I don't intend to just leave the winch on the front. And it's kind of tiny. So of it either. It's, we need a little bit bigger one. Than what he's got. Like a fifteen thousand pound one. Yeah. What we need. Yeah, what I would like is something <laughs> yeah, something big enough to where we put a uh, put an anchor part on top on the top of the exo cage. An anchor point, and then we just hook a block and tackle up to it in a good tree limb and lift the whole car off the ground. I've got to change the tire. Well see what I was thinking is <laughs> what I was thinking is we did two. We did one in the front and one in the back. So we could do that. No, I wouldn't I honestly would not want to. That car is from up north. The last thing I want to do is try and pick that car up from the XO cage. You're going to end up ripping it out of the subframe. What you could do, though, in the event you needed to change a tire, is lift up the front of the car or lift up the back of the car Yeah, to change the tire. I would say yeah. the front corner or the front back corner. You lift up whatever corner. We need to get that car up on a lift and really look at the undercarriage. It's rusty. Ooh, yeah. Bad? I'm Not sure. Bad. It's not. I mean, I've seen way worse. Luckily, yeah. it made its it made its way I've down to Florida worse. and kind of saved it from getting worse. So I've yeah. had worse. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, you drove some pretty sketchy ones out there in yeah. Kansas, didn't you? Oh, just that one that one pickup I had. The only two well, no, it wasn't. You could see through the floorboard of that truck. One of two you? uh vehicles that I've had, excluding motorcycles that wasn't four wheel drive. And it was. No, you could the floorboard was whole. So here's my question. Are we going to hook up we need to take the the windshield washer sprayer thingy and turn it around so we can spray it at people. Oh yeah, without a doubt, that's gotta happen. So that you can like drive by somebody standing on the side of the trail and just be like, and squirt water yeah, out. Yeah, you just turn. The it question <laughs> is, is, does that even work? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need to get the radio fixed. I thought, yeah, that's, I thought that's just going to include putting a new radio in it. Yeah, I thought at one point we had when we me me and you me and Will first discussed getting a gambler, we was going to fix that to dispense beer. I feel like you know that's a that's a condones valid idea, right? Is it responsible though? No, no. But <laughs> here's the thing: here's other than drinking and driving hot beer. Not even hot beer. I mean, we could insulate it. Yeah. Flat beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'd be flat in a hurry. You'd, You'd have to shake put, like, that sucker up. It. Yeah. I mean, all the beer in the cooler in the back is going to be shook up anyways. Yeah. We'll just put it on, like, a, a little cooler gimbal. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Well, I had talked to Matt about this, and I don't know how y'all feel about it, but we pulled that back floorboard up. No. And we put something. So, well. We oh, put something else, yeah, we put something else down there. What did oh we're putting train horns in there. Oh okay. Oh yeah. We're taking the So uh, you can still you still want to be able to lift that up? We're taking where the spare tire is now. Yeah. And we're gonna install train horns in there. Okay. Matt's got train horns in the shop. Even better. And a massive train horns. Yeah. We still need to They're gonna they're gonna be sitting in there and they're gonna be pointing out the back of the vehicle down at the ground. We still need to put a cooler mount on there somewhere. Yeah, where the spare tire. Yeah, we'll put it on the back tire, on the back carrier. Okay. On the outside of the vehicle. By the XO cage somewhere? Yeah. All right. We talked about that. I mean, yeah. it's it's very important that you have the Eddie cooler. So somewhere. if you did the, if you kind of did a stinger bumper towards the rear, in the yeah. rear as well, you could set the cooler behind the spare tire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can back it into the trees and stuff too. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't see out that anyway because there's no rear view mirror. Yeah. In the car. It's so. not necessary. We don't look in the hey, past. If you ain't, <laughs> if you ain't first or we last, don't, we don't worry about the re- past. Is there a reason to look back? Just to see who you're beating. That's right. <laughs> see who you're leaving in the dust. Listen, you ain't going to be able to see back there anyways with all the, them tires spinning and the dust flinging up, son. You can yeah. oh, yeah. see out the back anyways. But it's going to be a trip. It is. Fun. It's going to be fun to keep doing them over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. <clears throat> and I really think that we need to do, you know, like we talked about last week, we need to do a Hoop DX. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun to pull up to, like when we travel to podcasts, it's going to be fun to pull up in a, people are going to be like, what on earth? What in the world are these yeah. driving? <laughs> what are these kooks driving? The Hoop DX is a, uh, a, a rally. rally. Rally car race. Yeah. But instead of like actual rally cars, You've got a Gamblers. 2001 Dodge Neon is on that, a rally track. Is that like uh, the 24 Hours of Lemons? 
I don't think so. No, it's part of the so <clears throat> it's part of the gambler series. But what yeah. it is is, uh, they'll set up a rally track. Yeah, and you'll race it by yourself for time. Okay, and you're all competing against each other for time. But the difference in the Hootie X versus the Gambler is that it does you you are required to wear a helmet. Yeah, and there is a safety inspection and stuff on your car before you're allowed to run in the race. Okay, so but that would be fun. Yeah. Well, have you heard of the 24 Hours of Lemons? No. It's a 24. Hour, I think it's in California or Texas. One, something like that. But anyways. It's a 24-hour race, and it's like the gambler. You get the $500 car thing, right? Right. And it's literally a hoopty, and you go out and you run this hoopty <clears> for 24 hours and try not to break it in a race. If you break down, you lose? Pretty much. But you don't mm-hmm. lose, but you know you didn't finish. Yeah. The whole point is to finish with your hoopty. Yeah. So sweet. I mean, the the point, like we talked about on the podcast, the point in the gamblers and not not to win. Anyway, so I really don't want the bowling ball award. You just want to finish? No. The point of it is not to win. The point of it is to have fun. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, and pick like up they trash. Talked, and pick up trash. The, the bowling ball award, if you finish first, they give you a bowling ball, and then you get to promptly plant it in the back, back glass of your car. That sounds like fun. No. No. We got too many stickers. I don't want to True. replace that. I don't have to pay to replace the back glass on that thing. Yeah. Bisqueen and duct tape. Pay to replace it, son. It's it's insured. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, that's a windshield, though. It's a windshield. Bisqueen and duct tape. I'll throw it to the front windshield then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you imagine that calling the insurance company? I hit a bowling ball. <laughs> it fell off the I don't truck. know where it came from. It, just out of nowhere, driving down the road. In the Ocala National Forest, boom, bowling ball. Problem with that is I don't want to have to drive it home with no front windshield. Glasses. Goggles, <laughs> right? <laughs> pair of ski goggles. Yeah. Well, I, can you throw it from the inside out? No, I don't want to do that either. Well, because you don't want to be sitting on glass the whole way home. Well, the windshield won't shatter. Yeah, you're going to okay. end up uh, smashing your dash trying to throw a wind bowling ball through the through the windshield. From the inside. Yeah. I like having an intact dash. For now. For now. <laughs> Eventually have to make it out of aluminum or something, I'm sure. Before we do anything, before this thing sees a, a gambler, we got to get the airbags out. Yeah. <laughs> Just because for safety reasons. I mean, airbags will save your life, but... When you're, when you hit a tree and deploy airbags, they can cause you a lot of damage when you really weren't needing airbags in the first place. Yeah. Who knows that they even work right now? Anyways, we don't know. We don't want to find out either. Correct. No. We do want to find out if they work when we launch them in a trash can into space, though. Yeah. <laughs> what I what I'm wondering though is once we remove the airbag from the steering wheel, are we going to be able to get the cover back on the steering wheel Ooh, good question should be able to if not we can put a piece of plate steel over it or something <laughs> do we need the cover maybe not plate steel that's gonna kind of hurt if you hit it but yeah we can figure something out we'll figure something out put a helmet on yeah i'm gonna put like a barbie helmet on <laughs> all right well hey you know what 
I don't think you should drive. Just I'm driving. All right. So, tip of the week. Oh, man. Why does the tip of the week always catch me by surprise? Yeah, because you don't ever, you don't know, you don't pay attention to how long you've been talking. Yeah. Yeah. And I never th- have the forethought to think of one before we start. I've been trying for like the past 10 minutes to come with something I still haven't. <laughs> you couldn't warn us? I just did. Tip of yeah, the week. right there. What is yeah. it? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I got one. Don't ever put your jackets away too soon. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. It was hot last week. No kidding. And it's cold. And it was crap. hot. It was hot earlier this week. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was hot Friday morning. Florida is I sweated Fri- Friday morning. I was sweating. Yeah. yeah. Friday afternoon, I wasn't sweating anymore. Yeah. It was good and chilly last night. Pretty chilly outside right now. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad in the garage, in the studio. Yeah, studio. Yes, it's, it's not a garage, it's a studio. It's this a half studio. is not a garage, it's a studio. <laughs> this half. The other half, that's a garage. <laughs> Don't put your jackets away too soon. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. Briar? Um, you know, I'm thinking everybody's fixing to start bass fishing and uh, and getting out on the water and fishing again. And I would say... Uh, it's always no fun when somebody gets a hook in them, so always watch your back cast. Yep, Ooh. especially if you you have more than one. I would say too, because you know people don't always watch their back cast like you can, but somebody else in your boat might not. Yeah, always be prepared to know how to get a hook out. Yes, well, that, that was my whole point of saying watch your back cast. You know, because the the best way to deal with that situation is to never have it in the first yeah. place. So if you're watching your back cast and you know where everybody else is in the boat with you when you're fishing or, you know, on the dock or whatever, then you don't have that situation, you know. That's the the best way to deal with that situation is to avoid it altogether. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. You know, I mean, talk about back cast. Accidents happen. We had my son on this episode. He got his own little segment. He's been wanting to be on the podcast. He loves listening to it out here when we play it on the speaker in the garage and stuff. So we have brought him on this week. He's got his own little segment right there at the beginning. He's uh, an awesome little fisherman. Bluegill catching machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does not watch his back cast. Not at all. Whatsoever. (laughs) You have to watch his back cast. (laughs) Yes. Rodland's casting. Get out of the way. (laughs) Watch out. out. Uh, I don't know how many times in a day of fishing, it's, and it's terrifying, that little 12-foot John boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. there ain't no room to hide. That's why this fishing pole doesn't have any hooks on it. I'm, I'm like, son, son, watch where you're casting. Son, watch where you're casting. <laughs> you hear it go by your Yo, ear. <laughs> many a time. I'm yeah. surprised at this point I don't have a pier steer from a fishing <laughs> yeah. hook. You got a piece of a piece of a tooth replaced from a rock. Yep. He yeah. chipped my front tooth throwing rocks. He was... Uh, we had a little retention pond in our neighborhood when we lived in Georgia, and he was hucking rocks past me as I was standing down on the bank uh, bass fishing. And he, he had originally started out standing next to me throwing the rocks, which was fine. And then he started slowly migrating his way back up the bank, picking up more rocks and still throwing them out in the water. Well, I turned around to say, stop throwing rocks past my head. I turned around and I said, stop. And as soon as I hit the P and stop, whack, right in my front tooth. <laughs> that would have been the back of your head. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably rather have it in the back of my head. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just, he, the uh, look of sheer terror in his face when he hit me right in the mouth of that rock. I said, all right, <laughs> we're going home. He says, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, there's yeah. no arguing that. Yeah. <laughs> I just hit dad in the face with a rock. I was like, we're going home. I could feel my tooth chipped. I was like, we're going home. <laughs> God. That just makes me cringe. Like, that, yeah. yeah. It I've hurt. Hit, I, I've hit my teeth before. Yeah. Chipped my front tooth. But, uh, man, you know, I cannot express enough. And you talked about it last week, a couple weeks ago, uh, is water. Yeah, Matt talked about it last week, too. Yeah, a couple weeks ago now. But the water. You, I drink a gallon of water a yeah. day. You know, just about. I'm gonna go ahead out here and just throw this out there that I think it's I have one, but I think it's also a good idea to always keep try and get like a life straw or a life straw bottle on you because yeah. if you can't get to water, you can drink water that would not otherwise be drinkable through your life straw. Does that yeah. stuff filter out salt water? I couldn't tell you. I'd have know. to read the package. Something I, to look into, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. do. I have a life straw at the house, though. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. I do. I do. I've been wanting to get one of those for a while. And I, I don't know how many it. uses you get out of them, but... So, a little trick, too. Oh, you can pull... Is, you can... It. I think they measure it through, like, gallons or whatever. Huh. But you can drink quite a bit through that life yeah, straw. Yeah. I, I bought it because... Uh, like, it'll last... I still want to. I, I need to. At some point, I'm going to hike for, like... I say a week, but I'll probably end up starting out with three days on the Appalachian Trail. Like you can, that so, life straw will last a, like a long time. In the event of like a crappy situation, you're stuck. You can um, distill salt water through the process of evaporation. Yeah, to turn it into fresh water. Yeah, uh, using like a plastic bag, and just let the sun start to evaporate it up because <clears throat> it doesn't pull the salt. And whatever gets stuck up in the plastic bag and then drains, you put a container underneath it so it drains back out on the edges of the plastic bag, that's going to be fresh water. I watched Bear Grylls yeah. do it one time. <laughs> I think we like watched Bear Grylls do a lot of things. I think he even like tried to distill his pee one time. Did he do that it. or he just drink it? I thought he drank his own urine like every episode, I think. <laughs> yeah. You can only drink it three times in your life. This is the fourth episode you've drank your pee on. <laughs> no, no. It's like, like you can, if you were... Like, in a survival situation, you can drink it, like, three times over or something. Yeah. Well, this just took an interesting turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on another note, uh, make sure you guys are following us on Facebook and join the Under Pressure Outdoors group because we post all the cool events like the Gobblers and Garbage and the Crawfish Boil and we're going to get the Wood Duck Box and stuff up there. All that stuff is showing up there on that page. We also have an Instagram. You can follow us on yeah. Instagram. We're not quite as active on Instagram as we are on Facebook, but once we try to my, be. Yeah, once my phone gets fixed, I'll, I tried to post the other day, and it was like clicking on all kinds of crazy stuff. Look, I was like, forget look, this. Half of us are 30 years old. We use Facebook, okay? William has an Instagram. <laughs> I think so you have an Instagram as well. But I don't use it. I don't, I don't use, use it either. I don't use mine. I, I mean, I, I, use I post on mine every now and then. Unfortunately, I use Facebook. But I don't ever... Like, I literally never get on Instagram and scroll through Instagram to look at stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, it's all right. So, follow us on Facebook. Like the page. Join the group. <clears throat> subscribe to the podcast. Obviously, yeah. if this is your first time listening, you've been missing out on a lot of great stuff. 
especially this next this new season this year because yeah. the audio quality has improved drastically oh, from what it used ago. to be. We are a long ways from what we used to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so follow us there. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. I don't care if it's a good review or a bad review, but I do still have a bone to pick with that one person who left a one-star review and didn't say why. <laughs> like, I don't care if you leave a bad review. Maybe we need to start doing, like, uh, that casting blast and reading the reviews. On I'm the podcast. down. I'll read the reviews. But here's the thing. People got to leave reviews for me to read reviews. Yeah. You can send me questions on Facebook or Instagram or... Or you can send the question through a review on Apple Podcasts. Or that. And <laughs> we'll answer it on the podcast. Doesn't matter to me. I check that stuff all the time. So it's there. If you put it there, I'll find it. And I'll answer it on the podcast. But write the review. Hit that. You know, because the more reviews you leave, the further we go up into the mystery that is the... Apple Podcast Analytics. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, if you're not, then you can still... I listen on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Yeah. I listen on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. Because the Google plays on Google Podcast. (laughs) But you can still uh, get onto Apple Podcast from a desktop and leave a review. Yeah. So, if you don't have an Apple phone. It's not nearly as easy as if you had an Apple phone. But hey, you know what? You know somebody with an iPhone. So what you can do... Have them subscribe. Here's the thing. You subscribe them. And then you leave a review on their phone. And And now they leave a review on their phone too. Yep. There it is. That easy. So, till next week. We'll see you guys. We out. No closing statement, Briar? You're just going to be quiet? Yeah. What are, I, I'm, I'm done. That's it. Didn't. <laughs> he said, that's it. And I stopped the recording. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You should have done this. Bitch slap the microphone. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Don't forget to pimp slap your hose like you pimp slap the microphones. Mm-hmm. I think my.